Hello and welcome to the NOP Radio Extreme Rules Preview on the Laws of Pain YouTube channel and on WrestlingHeadlines.com and on Red Circle for Laws of Pain Radio. I'm joined today by Stephanie Chase to go through the interesting card for Extreme Rules and we've already knackered ourselves over 20 minutes just getting this bloody thing to work. <laughs> so, <laughs> with whatever energy we've got left... I'm running on zero sleep after watching NXT live and covering it at 7am. So, if I feel a bit hyper and a bit weird, energy. <laughs> I'm trying to keep awake. So, first of all, let's just say hello to Stephanie Chase. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm ready to get extreme. <laughs> Going with the tagline. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Right, we're going to start, with, we've had a bit of a discussion. What, what match do you start with on a card like this? With all that's going on, all the randomness, all the craziness, and we decided to go with Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins in an eye for an eye match in one of the most unique builds. Uh, I liked it on Raw this week when Seth Rollins was like, I thought you were just using a metaphor. But, but no, <laughs> you're being serious. Like You genuinely want to tear my eye out. What is wrong with you, Rey? It's a metaphor, Rey. <laughs> what is wrong with you? And um, uh, well, well, first of all, Stephanie, what is like? What are your thoughts on the fact that the rules are what they are? Well, you got to gouge somebody's eye out. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it could possibly be the worst stipulation <laughs> they've ever done <laughs> <laughs> in the history of like kennels from hell, um, mm. in matches, everything. This is the most bizarre stipulation, the like hardest to think how they'll pull it off, and the one where I just feel like where do we go from here after it happens? I've not <laughs> even thought about that. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's my that... wonder though. Like, where do we where do we go afterwards? You know, someone has no eye for the rest of the country. One, one situation I've heard proposed is Rey Mysterio He's going to bog off after this. He's going to go. And he takes his eye with him and off he pops. Or you, or one of them becomes a pirate. Or Rey Mysterio just gets like a shader on his lens, on his eye. Which is really boring and really crap. But that's the easiest one to do. Personally, I'd love pirate Rollins. Pirate Seth. <laughs> that's my pick. I mean, if Rey goes, do you mean retire from wrestling forever? Because I wouldn't want to see him wrestle with two eyes again. If mm. I have to him losing one so i mean and with the pirate thing uh i don't know they don't have a great like track records with uh, pirates <laughs> and anyway my whole like idea is like they saw how good the moxley wearing a patch thing was and mm. just tried it to like go to an even more extreme shall we say with that <laughs> uh, uh, it's more ridiculous can we make this story. <laughs> like, the thing that's got me is the rumours going round, I can't remember if it was official or not, I'm certain it's a rumour, of uh, the match having special effects. The match, yeah. pretend, yeah, CGI, pardon the pun. I'm so I... disappointed no one made that, so, like, so few people made that pun. <laughs> it's right in front of you. <laughs> I just yeah. feel like we're getting to the point where we're using, like, CGI on a match in that way. I mean, what <laughs> left? Like, why don't why don't we just have why don't we actually just do actual cartoons or something? Mm. And get rid of like physical presence mm. of wrestling. 
together. Like, I, I feel like if, if CGI works the once, they will be like, okay, next match, someone's gonna like, Rhonda comes back and she like pulls some arm out of their socket and we'll CGI it and we'll have like, just I didn't think about that. <laughs> just all the post-match, oh, the cinematic matches with CGI nonsense. Yeah. On Tuesday, I suddenly remembered, oh crap, they've got augmented reality. Surely not. <laughs> Surely not. But I won't rule it past them to try something with that <laughs> that technology, just an eyeball flying past or something. Because that's how they work. You pull them up, they just fly. There's no, <laughs> there's nothing there. Like, it's going to pretty gross however they do it how do they it's wwe they're pg how on earth do you rip an eye out in a pg world <laughs> it's do they do just blood on a hand then where do the special effects and cgi come in if it's blood on a hand the... so much clean blood and guts though you know <laughs> <laughs> so much oh. for like we're not into blood and guts really we just rip eyes out of sockets totally... <laughs> yeah totally different things <laughs> totally different things <laughs> my uh, the suggestion i came up with not suggestion the Lowest bar that I've got is uh, the reference to the Evil Dead movie from the 70s where I think a zombie's eye flies out and at the time it's like, shock horror. But of course the special effects now, pretty dated and it's blatantly a ping pong ball eye on a string that just goes... (laughs) (laughs) So that is my low bar (laughs) that I've got for this match. I would love it, not to quote Kevin Keegan, but I'd love it if that was to happen. (laughs) If it just that flying, oh, it'd be amazing. (laughs) Just doing that. They won't. I think they could, maybe they could do a swerve where it turns out like Ray had a glass eye this whole time anyway. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. It's just like that's it. Like he's had a glass eye this whole time and he was just waiting. (laughs) Genius idea. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And it just shoots out. If you've noticed, we've not talked about the grudge or the like. How the flow of the match actually going to go? It's like, how are they going to rip an eye out? It's just pure nonsense. But that's with this match, like you can't like do anything in this match, even if you were to put on an amazing classic. It's at the, like no one cares because we're all just waiting for an eye to be ripped out. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. There's, I swear, there's like movies like that where you're just waiting for the thing. Like, go on, do it. Do it. Whip his eye out. <laughs> whip his eye out. That's all I'm here for. That's all I care about. Just whip it out. I don't I don't care about the build, the emotion. Seth's going to do that. He's going to shout at Rey Mysterio that this is your fault, Rey. <laughs> this is all about you. You did this. You did this. As he uses a utensil or something. There'll be utensils. They're not going to use their hand. That's, that's another thing as well. Think about that. He, like, he's got to scoop it out with a spoon or something. Like that. <laughs> oh, that's not very piratey. <laughs> to just do it with a spoon. <laughs> just... Yeah, see, uh... <laughs> to quote uh, Al Rickman and Robin Hood, why a spoon? Because it will hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, going out out there with the references today, by the way. <laughs> it's just, uh, I guess it's just, I guess it's a preview. There's predictions involved in the preview. If we have to pick one of those scenarios, that those wild scenarios that we've come up with, I guess at a minimum, whose eyes coming out? Personally, Seth Rollins, because he can sell it. He can do the pirate stuff. He'll look cool. He's got his Cold War jacket and his long hair and his beard. He'll be fine <laughs> with the with the eye patch. Uh, Rey Mysterio can toddle off a little bit. Dominic can be like, you devil, you, <laughs> to Seth Rollins. Or, you know, equivalent scripting. I, I guess that's what I'm expecting. In terms of the actual eye being ripped out, I have got absolutely no idea. I realised on Tuesday, it's just like, the fact that you're having to do these segments and these sentences is like, 
you didn't have to invite yourself into this corner. <laughs> like, you've done this. <laughs> this is the whole CTI thing. It's like, yeah, just treat it as a metaphor. Don't take it seriously. It's fine. Or don't even have to say it. It's fine. You don't have to do all of this. But the fact they have is just my favourite thing. <laughs> because you have no idea where they're going with it. Uh, so, Stephanie, what do you, if you have to put a stamp on it, what do you expect to happen? I expect Seth to win and Ray to lose his eye because one, he wears a mask anyway, <laughs> which is like <laughs> yeah. a yeah. stupid reason to say why you think someone wins, but you know, this is the type of match. I think Seth is uh, too young in his career to lose his eye because I would expect him to have to wear an eye patch for the rest of his life. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, if Ray loses his eye, then we get Dominic being like, you've really done it now, mm. um, and coming after Seth. Seth will, I'm sure, do some terrible acting in this match. <laughs> oh, it be amazing. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to it. Um, oh. I, I have no idea. They're gonna, I have no idea how they're going to do that at all and what that is going to look like. I can just imagine the end of the match just being Ray lying on the mat with his head to the side and his eyes just rolling out of his mask. <laughs> I will say, I, I've i got Ash from the Wrestling Shorts uh, channel where he does those short black and white cartoons. I've got him coming on for SummerSlam at, uh, to do the preview for that. But we'll just say, oh, the phrase in my head was keep an eye out, but keep an eye out <laughs> for his <laughs> the video. I'm assuming he's doing a video. I need to. I should have bloody asked him before going live here. Uh, yeah, keep a lookout <laughs> for that. For that one, it's a uh, yeah. Just give him a bit of a shout out there and a bit of a plug for SummerSlam. If you ever watch any of our shows, they're interesting. Anyway, <laughs> wait for the show. <laughs> it's a bit. We go crazy. Right, we need somebody there to stop us being silly, but they're not there. <laughs> so just go silly the entire time. I just nodded and realised my hair is so fluffy. <laughs> it's caught me off guard. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> right. Anyway, so next up, this is what happens when I'm tired. <laughs> just massive tangents. Keep taking me off guard. Next up, the Wyatt Swamp fight with Bray Wyatt returning to his roots. Uh, Braun Strowman, the same as well. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt, I think it's for the Universal Championship. I, I'll be honest, I don't watch SmackDown. I think it's... I'm not sure, though. Is this... I'm going to look it up. I think the last SmackDown I watched was uh, over, like, a couple of weeks ago, and all I remember are Banks and Bailey because they're just stealing the show every single week. Don't remember anything else. I know Braun Strowman was there because on Monday Night Raw they played a VTR of Braun Strowman just like screaming into the mic, pretending like trying to do a Bray Wyatt thing. <laughs> so he definitely said something, it just wasn't memorable. <laughs> I just don't know what it was. No, it appears to be not for the title. It's not for, for the title. It's perhaps for the swamp. But not <laughs> yes, <laughs> for the vice. And what they went with was just my favourite thing. I absolutely love that match. It was one of my favourites from the show on WrestleMania. I don't know what to expect here. Is it just going to be creepy walking about in places before Bray Wyatt jumps out and scares him with a thing? Or do you remember this, Braun? And does a thing with it there. They're going to be callbacks. We'll see the Black Sheep stuff. Maybe a sister Abigail callback as well. Braun Strowman's time in the Wyatt family wasn't that long. So there isn't really much he can call back to, really. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a bit of a mess, <laughs> like both creatively and visually, because it's in a swamp. Um, oh, it's going to be just grey 
<laughs> and horrible and foggy. I think uh, Wyatt's another person that uh, he's definitely creative, but mm. he can also need someone to pull him back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Some yeah. of the stuff he does, it's just verging on really bad amateur dramatics, but with a budget. <laughs> and, <laughs> I think, like, and Von Strowman is um, not someone that really is has any charisma whatsoever. So <laughs> I can't see this being a great match. I can see this being like a bit of a cringe match. Mm. Like, Von Strowman's got, I'll call it 80s charisma, where he can just point at yeah. her camera like, I'm going to get you! <laughs> I'm going to do the thing at the pay-per-view. He's that level. Like, in modern day, you know, as you called it, theatre dramatics. <laughs> Not really his thing. <laughs> yeah. I can't so, picture him playing again, off In the Bray Wyatt world, well, compared to John Cena, another one that's impossible for us to really predict, kind of thing. where you like, really don't John have Cena's any idea what they're going to do with it. Bray Wyatt, it's, it's in a good way, though, really, because Bray Wyatt is so creative, like the match at WrestleMania, where there's... I never predicted what they're going to do. Will there be fire? There'll probably be something burning. It'll burn... It was probably just burn down the swamp. In terms of predicting a story, or trying to, like, why are they going to the swamp? For it to be more than just a brawl, and because it's Bray Wyatt, I feel like it's going to be more than a brawl. Surely there'd be something that happens to one of the characters, even if they drown <laughs> or something weird like that in the swamp. Does Braun Strowman burn down his hut house area that we've seen in a few, I guess, packages back in the day? Wyatt cannot take any more vandalism on his <laughs> insurance premium. <laughs> Plus, Vandy Orton burnt it down anyway, so it's already yeah. gone. <laughs> There's nothing to burn down. It's all fine. Yeah, I think it's fair to say we've got no idea. I, I, I don't know what to predict. It could go absolutely anywhere. Because the, when they showed us the swamp as well, it's like quick cuts of stuff or like close-ups of a dog, close-ups of wood. Like you can't really get things from that. That's why I'm expecting like a in-the-dark kind of brawl thing. My worst fear is uh, the House of Horrors. What's it called, the House of Horrors? Against Randy Orton. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Some people um, love that match. Did, did you, where did you fall on that one? No, I didn't love that match. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> Like, I thought it was bad, but if, I think if you put it on now, people would be more receptive to, mm. receptive to it. But I actually asked Orton about that match mm. once, and I think uh, he never expected anyone in 2020 to ask him about that match. <laughs> but he said that he liked it. Um, he just thought, like, it didn't work because they did it half and half. So people mm. were watching the arena on the screen, and that never yeah. worked. That always makes people feel cheated. Uh, but I did just have a thought. What if... Whoever loses their eye, the eye ends up in the swamp. Or <laughs> I just if like the swamp, <laughs> like say it's Seth. Seth just then goes to the swamp after his match and throws the eye in it. Or if the eye loss happens before the swamp fight, at the end of the swamp fight, whoever loses their eye, Rey Mysterio rises from the swamp as a one-eyed monster, <laughs> like blend worlds together. <laughs> We kind of need a way of like all mm. these cinematic ma- cinematic matches are happening. Like, you know, where are they? Where's the connection to this world? So, kind of like, mm. leave performance the center. They're in Florida. You just walk five minutes and you're at the swamp. <laughs> That's a shout. <laughs> oh, there's going to be a gator <laughs> just there in the back of something. I'll try and get the gator to do something. I'm kidding. a gator, though. He's mm. that kind of guy that you can imagine. Mm. Mm. I'm sure. Oh yeah, and it's just dawned on me that WWE really like, they like to try and make it professional with really crappy music put over it as well, like Money in the Bank. 
that was for, for me. Uh, Money in the Bank was silly; it was nonsense. But they had epic music playing throughout the entire thing, <laughs> just like bum 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 as their Askers doing something stupid, <laughs> whatever. I feel like this will be the same. The other match, that cinematic match that nobody calls back to in the New Day versus White family, where it's like their first attempt at it, and it was just like a big brawl on a dark field, and it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's so weird. That's that's the other fear. Will it just be darkness and brawl? Will they bring stuff into it? They will bring stuff into it because of the Fiend character. That's what it is. And there'll be callbacks galore. There'll be random stuff. I'd love it for stuff to tie in. <laughs> just randomly, be it Demon Mysterio. or No, Swamp Mysterio. Swamp Thing Mysterio. Be it... There you go. has got to be a pun there. <laughs> I just can't think of it. But then, uh, or, or whatever they do, that just Braun Strowman go in the swamp and transform. Is it like the water at the Hardy compound? Does it transform you? So, oh. Oh, into what? <laughs> oh, I don't Trans- know. Braun Strowman into a charismatic wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the only time he looked super charismatic when he was a rosebud. <laughs> Have him come out as a rosebud. <laughs> yes. It was all Daniel. Um, but I think a good template for them to use would be more like a, the Boneyard match because that should be closer to what they're looking to do with this. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. Another setting. But I think my, like, I'm very uh, hard to please when it comes to cinematic matches because I really do like at least realism that I can justify to myself in oh, wrestling. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I cannot justify the Firefly Funhouse match <laughs> at all. But I justify yeah. the Boneyard match because I'm like, yes, yeah, sometimes guys do fight in uh, graveyards, whatever. Like, that that can be justified yeah. to me. So if you're going to go fight in a swamp, just uh, please make it not too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Boneyard match was two Southerners beating the crap out of each other. Makes sense. That's fine. Yeah, this is going to contain nonsense. Like, it's guaranteed. <laughs> it's going to be so... The silly stuff will happen. It'll be weird. It'll be strange. It's another one we can't predict. It will, weirdly, it might be more grounded than the eye match. But still, it's yeah. going to be weird stuff happening. Whoever's going to... Who's going to win? Oh, Bray Wyatt wins these matches. But for some reason, they're building up Braun Strowman pretty well. But because it's not for the title, I'll go with Bray Wyatt to win. This I don't know what. How do you win? <laughs> I don't know. I'm assuming it's just going to end. You'll feel like there's a winner. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to hold them on water. <laughs> um, I think Strowman will win and will end up with like a different Wyatt, a Bray Wyatt. He'll try something else. Unless it's kind of killing, properly killing off that version of Bray Wyatt, as in leaving it in the past, it's done now. But to be fair, that's what him carrying his severed head kind of was about. But if he's like properly about killing off Swamp Bray, then that's the next thing. And they can to be Funhouse Bray and Fiend Bray, and he got those two going forward. Unless he wants to Mick Foley it, and he just sort of switch between all of them whenever he wants. That so, yeah, I don't know. This is nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what's gonna happen? Off the character, and then. Yeah, he does a Mick Foley, so he's back to Husky Harris Bray. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh, he has to build his way back up again. Right, yeah, I've got. We've got no idea for that one. There, things will happen. Will anything we've predicted happen? Possibly. It's that mental. <laughs> it really shouldn't, but there's a chance it will. Uh, so next up, a possibly normal match: uh, Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship. The stipulation has not been announced, so we have got. No idea what's going to happen. <laughs> because we have no idea what the match is going to be. Personally, 
I like this because it's a twist on the normal formula, where the heel wins and then he chooses his match, or the face wins and he chooses his specialty match, like Jeff Hardy and Ladders. But here, we've got no idea, and we're going in not knowing at all. I saw Guy Cassidy tweeting a rumoury thing, but that was like a week ago, and I've got no idea what he followed that up with. Because I know he did. <laughs> That's pretty annoying. <laughs> Can't remember what he clarified it as. <laughs> well, there's a reason he's the reporter. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, with So, yes, what he reported, well, I say reported, what he put out of there of, do you want to look at this, was a tables, ladders and chairs match. Uh, however, again, that was a week ago, and he definitely clarified one way or the other to pay attention or to not pay attention. So, sorry, Gary. <laughs> I've completely lost <laughs> which one it was. Either way, it'll be kind of fun, I guess. It's weird. I'm not invested in this match at all. On Monday Night Raw, it's felt like a mid-card match. Like, Bank, uh, Sasha Banks versus Asuka's felt like main event, and every week they've been main eventing, it's felt deserved, compared to Drew, Drew versus Dolph, where I'm just like, it's, it's Dolph. He, he's lost so many times, I just don't care anymore. Like, he's done. <laughs> I'm not going to buy him as a challenger. The story makes sense. I like I like the story. I love them bringing back different people. I love the way uh, Dolph Ziggler's been bringing up why he's going after Drew McIntyre. Just the kind of disrespect as to he is the reason that Drew McIntyre has come back, has returned, and is what he is today. And Drew's just brushing him aside and paid no respect. The, the motivation makes sense. I just don't buy he's ever going to win. So I don't really yeah. care for the match. So, am I being a bit harsh? No, but I think that's why like they have to do something with the stipulation. Because if the stipulation is tables, ladders, and chairs, like that's, that's basic, though. We've seen that. Mm. So much like that's just mm. basic. Um, because I was thinking it would be something like kind of dumb, but that would make sense like her versus her or something. You can imagine like well, getting his hair cut off, or something, you know, and Drew's got like hair on the line. Mm. This view is just really boring. They were doing a pretty good job with Drew, I thought, but I feel like yeah. a lot of me thinking that was just the fact that they actually gave him the chance which is, like, kind of rare for them to ask. Yeah. This guy. So I thought he'd been doing pretty well, but Ziggler is, is just a weak challenger. Like, no one... No one expects Yeah, the fact they've booked a good guy, uh, like, not as an idiot. Like, the amount of times that you'll see, like, the babyface guy and, like, Seth Rollins and things, and he'll get tricked, and he's like, you idiot, Seth, no! Like, last year, where Baron Corbin's getting the better of him week after week. Drew McIntyre, whenever they try that, he just yeah. headbutts them. Or something like that. <laughs> it makes him yeah. look so good. Yeah, they presented him as like a cool, mm. um, yeah, like a cool guy. But there's there's something about him that really works that they really need to stick with him as a as a person and a kind of a base for the company. Like they really. Oh yeah. I, I kind of feel like maybe something's gonna happen where Orton some like gets involved in this match in some way. That's a shout. Yeah, Summer Slam's around the corner, and there's he's the only heel like top enough really to go after him. So it kind of makes sense, I guess. Uh, yeah, I've seen the rumors. Yeah, but uh, I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, but yeah, for this stipulation, mm. I don't know. I think it's going to be like a bit of a letdown. Yeah. It's just like just... Oh, I, I'm trying to think what would be the most realistic but also most safe and boring stipulation they could go with, like two out of three falls oh, or ta tables match. <laughs> Oh, lumber! Oh yeah, lumberjack, <laughs> lumberjacks, <laughs> or oh, just something really boring. Oh, I'm trying to think what would befit those two as well, yeah, which would again be relatively boring. I need a reason for why you picked that. 
<laughs> Especially compared to like the rest of the show, where the rest of the card is mental. And then there's this, <laughs> where they can go with anything, but whatever they go with won't be as mental as the other things on this show. So it will feel, when I say it feel a bit like a letdown, it's one of those where, because I'm not excited for it anyway, my bar's pretty low to begin with. Yeah. So, well, when I say let down, I, I, I think my action is more going to be, ah, that's fine. And then the match will be good, because they're really good. They are good in the ring. <laughs> like they, they are entertaining. They are both fantastic. It's just that, yeah, I don't buy one of them as a challenger, so it's challenger of the month. Let's just get on to SummerSlam, please. Uh, and thank you. <laughs> be polite Britishness. <laughs> Let's not be too big of a dick. <laughs> Do it. Stipulation either of us can hope for is just that their the stipulation is that they just have a really good match without any tricks or pre-recording or anything. Just have a good wrestling match, guys. <laughs> that sounded like a plea. <laughs> just please, please give me this WWE. Right, uh, next up, we'll move on to a match we generally do care about: Asuka versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. Both women have been on an absolute tear from the build to this pay per view. Absolutely killing it. Both of them have delivered in spades. Sasha Banks on every single show. Uh, Banks and Bailey, they've been on every single show with the Charlotte Flair booking of their on every show. They're having matches all the time, but I don't care. Yes, they're on every single show, but I'm never getting tired of them. They're so entertaining. And they kind of mix it up, of course, with the who wrestles on which show. And then you mix it up again with the tag team matches like we saw this week. There's just, they're so damn entertaining. And uh, Sasha Banks as well, like going to NXT and having an absolute banger against Ayu Shirai. That doesn't hurt either. And then uh, going into this match with Asuka, the tag team match was a fantastic teaser. Because we saw the odd little moment of Sasha Banks and Asuka wrestling together. To be fair, Sasha was just as smooth with Kyrie Sane. I think there was like, at one point there was like a running elbow. She just rolled through to the bank statement. And I was just like, oh, that was amazing. <laughs> that was so smooth. And it's just what Stephanie was saying for the last match. Please just give us good wrestling. <laughs> this feels like that match. <laughs> like, when I've done previews before, like I, sometimes I look at a card and I'm like, it is impossible for WWE here. It's impossible for you to muck this up. <laughs> so in terms of predictions, this it's impossible for you to muck this up. This will be good. I don't care who wins because this will just be a fantastic match. Mm-hmm. Either way, both women are fantastic. The build has been great. I am so invested in this one as well. Like, Give it enough time as well just to yeah. flesh it out. Whatever they kind of do with that time, it'll it will be good. By far the match I'm most looking forward to on this show. And yes, that's on top of the nonsense. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the nonsense in a different way. It, with this one, it's just pure, like, oh, this is the wrestling match of the night. It's the one where I just get to sit down and enjoy what I love watching. <laughs> it's just oh, the pure wrestling part of it. And this can't possibly be bad. <laughs> they won't overbook this. Surely not. Yeah, I agree. This is the match I'm looking forward to the most as well. I think the whole performance center setting. Um, Asuka, Bailey, and Sasha have been the people that have shown like writers out of it. You have to wonder if there's something in that that it's taken this setting for the women to really mm. develop so much better and come out of themselves with so much more. Maybe they're just being given like more of a chance right now, but the, the three of them in particular have done such an incredible job. But I think this is going to be like the, hopefully the match of the night. I hope that this turns out to be the match that people talk about rather than other matches. <laughs> They'll talk about the other matches. Because, <laughs> again, the, the nonsense always kind of seeps through to the, uh, I guess, I'll call it mainstream Twitter, but what, I mean, mainstream wrestling Twitter. Like They'll be talking about the nonsense whilst us nerds will be sitting here going, oh, but 
Asuka Banks. Oh, that was a lovely one. <laughs> that was great. Also, uh, I've said this before, and I'd like just to make, just in case this is the first show of mine you are watching, my number one promotion is New Japan Pro Wrestling. They are the brand that I support the most, and uh, so whenever I cover Raw and SmackDown or NXT or whatever, they're not the brand, they're not the shows that I am super invested in. They're not the characters that I am a complete just, <laughs> like with New Japan, I buy everything. Like, I'm in there. I love it. Like, Evil, I'm in there. I, I see so many people complaining about Evil, and I'm failing at stopping tangents. <laughs> but, you know, like, I'm somebody... not complaining about Evil. That, that was... <laughs> what an amazing shocker. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't think you can ever really be annoyed at a company for just going with someone. Like, just mm. putting that behind them. Like, new faction, new look, give them the belt straight away. You know, I... I yeah. It's great. And I'm, I am so excited for like all of Lij to be elevated with that because it's not just evil. Like we're getting Hiromu in the main event of the next pay per view. Where surely Sanada, they're saving him for some kind of confrontation. Uh, Bushi can be another one like in between shows as well to kind of build up. And uh, again, this has got nothing to do with Extreme Rules. The point I'm making is <laughs> with New Japan, I'm super invested in all of their stuff. And when it comes to WWE, I kind of feel like when I'm watching it, they're not the promotion that I get super invested in. And that kind of helps me when I'm watching it. Because I've got that. Like, if WWE do something where I'm a bit, hmm, that's not the end of the world for me. I'm not turning my back on wrestling. Where, like, the past two years, I have actively stopped watching. Blame Bobby Lashley's sisters. That broke me. (laughs) That segment (laughs) broke me. (laughs) I I literally, when that aired, I turned off Raw and didn't tune in for like three months. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to Japan. It's Dominion in a week. (laughs) I'll just watch that. I'll be fine. Funhouse nearly broke me, though. (laughs) Like, Funhouse, I felt for like three, at least three days afterwards when I was reading everyone saying like, Hmm. best match ever. Like, what amazing storytelling. All this stuff. I was just like, suddenly felt like maybe wrestling's not for me anymore. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. maybe, maybe I should be done. <laughs> but then I came back to it within like three days. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I was one of those people. I loved the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> There's all the stuff in there. Those people, it's fine. But, <laughs> yeah. but I know exactly what you mean with me, Japan. And I think that part of this, that is probably like the booking of New Japan is like so long term mm. because even if the evil thing seemed like it was done on a whim, which I'm sure oh, yeah. it wasn't, been like Lij mumbling stuff forever, and so it it all weaves into one big story that makes sense, and I think that's why you get more invested in it. And which mm. WWE would do that, and to tie it into match we're meant to be talking about, like really <laughs> <and> stuff. <Yeah. laughs> like I'm hoping that that storyline is one that keeps going with different like twists and turns rather than within a month mm. like at summer they just decide that they're definitely not friends anymore and have much. like i'm hoping this is still all part of the bailey and sasha story because yeah. there was the like rumors for like for years that they're going to do a breakup angle and they've teased it and they've teased it and like at the start of this current uh, no fans era they were kind of heavily teasing it and they were having Kayla or Sarah Shriver, can't remember which one, they'd have them backstage going, oh, what happens if Sasha wins? What happens if Sasha does that? And they would have to just kind of reiterate, no, we're friends, we're friends. But the entire time, like, someone would do a look or something where you're like, ah, I can see what they're building to. Because uh, yeah. another difference between New Japan and WWE, WWE don't really do subtle storytelling. They make sure you know what's happening. Like, it's there in front yeah. of you. And... 
yeah. some things will be more subtle, obviously, but it's not so, it's not so subtle where if you go back and track it, like, I've forgotten a name, whoever it was that tracked the Golden Lovers and their storyline over the years, I've forgotten her name, I'm so, I'm so sorry it was. but that, as in that's just a prime example of more subtle storytelling, where it was right oh. in front of you, but they didn't repeat it to your face constantly to make sure you were following it. It's, um, like, I'm not criticising one over the other, it's just different styles of storytelling. Yeah. And with uh, Sasha and Bailey, the fact that they aren't hammering it over our heads, it's like a, such a nice change of pace. And we get to see them as yeah. friends before they break up. We get to see them as this aw- awesome pairing that we've all fallen in love with. Like Sasha Banks, a ratings booster. Like, <laughs> just he's, uh, like she generally it has been incredible. What? <laughs> I don't like so many people are like, why aren't you doing this with uh, Sasha instead of Charlotte? Because Sasha has like such huge internet support, I find. And then for her to actually go to NXT and like to boost the ratings, mm. it's like, well, we told you so. <laughs> yeah, it's so good to see because I enjoy them both so much. But in terms of the. Yeah. Match itself, we've, we've uh, gushed over, well, New Japan, and we've gushed over the <laughs> Banks and Bailey kind of duo as well. It was awesome to see Kyrie Singh back as well. Uh, that was uh, with the rumours flying about before she came back uh, about what was going to happen, and she's fitting perfectly. And the fact we got to see Sasha versus Kyrie, and we get seeing it multiple times in tag matches as well, it's like, oh, we're blessed <laughs> to see such, such good kind of... Two people who are so good with each other. Just to see that a little bit more. For the match itself, I'm predicting an ask of attention... But um, again, just like Stephanie said, match of the night, written all over this. And surely they'll give it time, surely it'll get to be fleshed out. And we'll be, uh, this time next month when I'm previewing SummerSlam with Ash, I'm assuming we'll be in the exact same kind of feeling where we're just so optimistic, so happy with Sasha and Bailey and just their storyline going on. And Asuka's title reign where hopefully she's got a contender. I don't know whether you just do Banks again, but that's in the future. Who cares? This match will be awesome. I gotta disagree again on the predictions. <laughs> like, this show, someone's gonna be right on everything. <laughs> but I think Sasha wins. Sasha and Bailey become the absolute ultimate queens. Oh, I thought that. Of, and then I think, I think sadly, Carrie's probably done very soon. Mm. So I think the belt off Asuka frees Asuka to have a match with Carrie um, at, at SummerSlam, say, and then Carrie is able to win if they want her to go out on a win without it having anything to do with the title. But I think that with Bailey having the two belts, they have to put the other belt on Sasha and just do that. And hopefully they then expand this to elevating some of the other women Mm. so that they're not karaoke segments ever. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't watch that Smackdown, but I saw it all over Twitter. (laughs) It's just like... What is this? What are you doing? It was so bad. <laughs> and I felt so sorry for Dana Brooke, who puts 100% effort into everything <laughs> she is given, <laughs> even when she's to go sing the Honky Tonk Man song badly. Like, she was <laughs> like, Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> I didn't yeah, know she that. Did oh. the, the whole segment was so bad, but I just felt like her in particular, mm. who I just feel is like someone always just in the background being like please give me a chance yeah. everything they give to her they're like do this data and she's like 100% effort <laughs> and like it was so bad so mm. we, we do not ever need to see that again <laughs> <laughs> like you've, ha- you've hired fantastically talented people just let them do their 
thing. <laughs> it was like, it's a mental idea. <laughs> Just let them do their thing, which they've become like, awesome at. Yeah, <laughs> what a novel concept. <laughs> it's insane. Also, cheeky plug, uh, Stephanie has done an interview with Asuka. Mm-hmm. On, was that on Sportskedia? No, it's on Digital Spy. Digital Spy, that's it, yes. If you want to go there, check out Stephanie's interview with it. I should have been plugging the, cheekily plugging the interviews as we went along. <laughs> Just a little bit out. Okay. Uh, so next up, sticking with the women, Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is another one where they've done a really good job with it and I've been enjoying it. It's not one where I'm like the most invested in it, but like it's one of those matches where you don't need to be super invested in absolutely everything. Again, Bailey knocking it out of the park with the character stuff, so I'm invested in that way. Uh, Nikki Cross last week on Raw, I thought was really great, where they had her on commentary, just like, I'm going to calm down, I'm going to calm down, trust me, I can do this, I can do this, and then just launches at them. <laughs> just can't do it. It's like, oh, that's like the closest we've seen like to the NXT Nikki Cross, where she's just this crazy person uh, who just charges at you. But um, given what they've given us so far, I'm expecting Nikki Cross to just charge at Bailey. Oh, also, this is Extreme Rules, but there's no stipulation on this one, as far as I know. So, just ex... Nikki's in there? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> a shout. Yeah, so, Nikki will charge at Bailey. We'll get some sort of thing there where she's just like... Yeah, the pace... The woke, I'm expecting this one to be quite short. Nikki Cross like just going mental at her with a rapid pace. Maybe not as, kind of, with the match itself, maybe not as focused and more focused as going after Bailey. And uh, Bailey would maybe try to slow it down as the heel and whatever. Again, I'm not expecting this to be like one of the longer matches. Yeah, like just kind of mid-card. Mid-card but good, that makes any sense. Like WWE has kind of these, I guess you call them like three-star matches in the middle. I'm not a star eighty person because I, I need like a sentence or a paragraph. It's the like writer's curse. <laughs> you just have to waffle on <laughs> what you actually mean. If that, that kind of mid-card match where they... They do their, do it perfectly fine. It's not the best thing in the world. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's fine. It does its job. And the character work in it is going to be this top level. And that's kind of the bar I'm expecting with this. And Bailey's retaining because she's been so damn fantastic. She's, she can retain till next year for all I care. I don't care that she goes over a year and a half. She's been so entertaining for me. Just keep a champion just for as long as you can. Uh, I agree. Bailey's going to win. I think it's probably be pretty short. I think, yeah, Nikki's going to do... A lot of craziness. Bailey's kind of just gonna dismiss her and catch her out in some way, uh, get the pin, and then go off to support Sasha. Like the good friend she is, because <laughs> they're best friends, and it's gonna make the heartbreak even worse <laughs> when they do have to finally do whatever they want to do and build it up to it. But if they've actually built up to it, mm-hmm. I think that's the point I was trying to get to with my massive New Japan tangent was they spent the time just getting you used to them being as a team and really enjoy seeing them as a team. So that when they do break up, it's a Kevin Owens Jericho thing. Like when they do break up, like, why is my name on this? And that hurt <laughs> in the heart. And it's, uh, they can do that with Banks and Bailey. I don't know who turns on who. I, I think uh, Bailey is such a good heel. I was so such a, don't turn them, I've changed my mind. <laughs> They're both such good heels. <laughs> Just keep them fence. <laughs> I don't want any of them to become a face again. They both do good. Anyway, so that's the uh, women out of the way. And we very quickly come up across our final match on the pay-per-view. It's not that big a card. So fingers crossed it's not that long and us British people get to go to sleep relatively early. It's Apollo Crews versus MVP for the new United States Championship. Assumably with friends at ringside with shenanigans. Assumably like Bobby Lashley, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander. And Cedric Alexander and Ricochet probably be their job to charge up Bobby Lashley and make him seem like an absolute beast like they have been doing on Monday Night Raw. It's, um, they did that with, like with uh, Keith Lee. 
where Keith Lee just uh, against Dominic Dijak on um, NXT this week, where like uh, Dijak charged at Keith Lee, just like popped him up, and he's been absolutely flying. Like that's Ricochet's job on Sunday. <laughs> just go absolutely flying for Bobby Lashley, and uh, like his sell of the it's like a Dominator sideways fall over thing that Bobby Lashley did. Ricochet made that look like a million bucks on Raw this week. So like that again, please. <laughs> that looked fantastic. Um, Who's going to win? This feels like it's building up Apollo Crews. Even though the pairing of MVP and Bobby Lashley has just been like a genius pairing. That's worked so damn well. And MVP talking about he has given the he's given Bobby Lashley Bobby Lashley back. And that, that line just kind of it made so much sense with this. The match itself is surely gonna play off that with all the shenanigans at ringside. The only worry being that when I say it's got a kickoff feel to it, what I mean is I don't really care who wins because it's mid-card fun. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I think um, Apollo has to win. <laughs> I think this whole um, storyline is kind of like this storyline of the like forgotten, I don't want to say forgotten sons, but the forgotten <laughs> yeah. guys that all need a lot of help because they've mm. suffered so much from bad looking. Like Apollo, who took years to get off the ground, uh, Bobby, Ricochet, Cedric. <laughs> so... Yeah, if you get Apollo to win and just keep like pushing with him and try some way to actually let all of these guys properly shine and not just be like cannon fodder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm fully expecting at least Cedric and Ricochet to be cannon fodder for the big man. for Maybe for a bit and they, they are what turn the tide, maybe. But yes, we, we're in agreement for these final two matches. Champions retaining. It makes sense. It's not SummerSlam. I don't need a twist for the sake of a twist. That's the other thing that when we... Uh, I think you brought up WWE. Sometimes it feels like doing something on a whim. And often when they yeah. do a twist for the sake of a twist, it creates that feeling rather than building up to it. Because this feels like you've built up that monster in Bobby Lashley so well. You've built the fact that MVP is vulnerable... It's Bobby Lashley who's the dominating thing. Like in the tag match the other week, whenever MVP tagged in, they just got beaten. The faces just overcame him. But whenever Bobby Lashley yeah. did anything, they were in trouble. Yeah, Bobby Lashley is like, he's a guy that he just really needs to get that run in WWE before he retires because mm. he's a little older. So if you can just give him this run, that I think M- MVP is the perfect parent for him because no one suffered more than Bobby Lashley. Like mm. you had his sister that put you off wrestling nearly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Lana and Rusev, that whole thing was, uh, that is Mm. not the storyline that you give a guy that's going to become a top guy to put them in Mm. that kind of like Jerry Springer mess. (laughs) (laughs) I really like like Bobby Lashley. He seems like a really good guy and he seems like a guy that 100% knows that he really gets um, badly booked a lot of the time and is just like Mm. hoping better and I think this MVP thing is going to work. Yeah, it's an amazing pairing and I, yeah, I'm i happy to see more see Bobby Lashley finally kind of hit a stride in WWE because uh, he's done it in uh, his running impact was awesome which if I'm right he was yeah. with MVP in the oh, what were they called oh, they did like that and stuff because they were cool uh, beatdown clan that was it they did that <laughs> the, the goggles for the eyes because they're like that's cool apparently <laughs> yeah there's, pre- there's precedent working together uh, well, I've accidentally hit on with another tangent. Anyway, so that is Extreme Rules with all of the uh, matches gone through. There's weirdly, there is some bizarre, and then there's not a lot of extreme, really, on the card itself. There's a, yeah. a lot of just matches, 
which is a bit odd for such a for, for a pay per view with such a bizarre colour scheme. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> so. I've ba- I've got I've went on Twitter when I was making the Photoshop image for this video for the thumbnail. I was just like, you're not giving me a lot to work with. Like, <laughs> this is like this colour scheme is horrific. <laughs> what do I do with this? Ah. Oh. So uh, a massive thank you for Stephanie for joining me for this show to go through Extreme Rules. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been really fun. Before we go, I will just uh, say the the NXT show, we're recording this on the Thursday. So if anything comes out on SmackDown, and I should have said this at the start, (laughs) if anything's comes out on SmackDown, we won't know about it. If you're watching this on Sunday before the pay-per-view, we don't know about it. This is recorded on Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) They like their last minute announcements. (laughs) We're doing it on Thursday. This is quite late in the week. We've we've left it. NXT's happened. It's just it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> and, uh, uh, anyway, yeah. So I will. Yeah, I, my voice is completely gone. As again, zero sleep. I'm so proud of myself <laughs> that I've been able to talk and make sense on this show. Uh, and my banter hasn't just been like five seconds of silence after you talk trying to think of something. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's been half decent. <laughs> <laughs> so before we start plugging all of our stuff because we'll get well I'll let Stephanie plug as much as she can before we go she's got a lot <laughs> so let's see how much she can remember I guess she might need a notepad to get through everything so first off uh, I will be live after Extreme Rules for LP Radio Aftershock whenever it finishes at like 3am whenever it is because I'm crazy because I'm mental and I don't like I don't like sleep apparently <laughs> like I see, uh, I was being up Gary Cassidy again. I see him, uh, Gary, going live for like Vaughn things during the week, and it's just like, how Gary? How? <laughs> how do you have that energy to do that? Go to go live on Twitch so much at such a late time every week. Like no, like I've done it once today for NXT. No, never again. <laughs> I'm ready for bed. <laughs> I don't know how. Uh, superhuman Scottish Superman <laughs> to be able to do that. But yeah, so I'll be live after aftershock for Extreme Rules. And uh, if you want to tune in for that. And also, I'll be live again for Monday Night Raw and for NXT. The hope is SmackDown, but currently, like, just behind this uh, camera, there is a massive scaffolding because I'm having an extension done on the house. The house vibrates during the day. So if anyone's wondering why I go live at midnight as an Englishman, that is why. I can't do anything during the day. It is so loud. You can't think. You can't concentrate. So yeah, I'll be live at midnight during the week. I'll be live after Aftershock. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at the damn Implicat. Our handles have been underneath the pictures of us for the entirety of the show. So again, just put those into Twitter. Right, Stephanie, are you ready to plug everything? Okay. (laughs) Well, I just just published today um, an interview with Brandy Rhodes, uh, all about like AW heels, um, being a woman in wrestling, whether you're a fan or a wrestler, um, all stuff like that, women's division, intergender wrestling. Um, then yesterday I published an interview with Bailey, where I asked her the million dollar question, were you an emo as a teenager? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to know the answer to that, <laughs> you can find the uh, all these up on my Twitter um, and at uh, Digital Spy. What else? But recently, I've also done Carrie and Cross, Michelle McCool, um, uh, Asuka as well, just today as well. Um, my website is stephaniechase.co.uk. My YouTube is Stephanie Chase Wrestling, all one word. Yeah, and I, not to plug another show, but I'll be watching Extreme Rules Live with Debbie Portman Bump Up Next on Sunday night. If I can stay up the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fingers crossed for a short show. Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh. 
like, yeah, I I can't I couldn't do a watch along because I've just sat I just sat there silently just taking it in. <laughs> it's like like in um in one of my columns I was talking about uh, I think I was talking about like reacting to a Tanahashi uh, entrance or something. Mm-hmm. I was just like yeah I what my wrestling viewing is I bop to the music and then just sit in absolute silence and that's how I watch wrestling. Oh. <laughs> just I just sit there. I'm worried about scale because like I. Well, what I'm worried about being like completely live while watching something mm. because my reaction <laughs> might, might not be the kind of thing I want to broadcast. But if I was to do like, live New Japan, like my neighbors must think I'm insane <laughs> when New Japan because I have it like top volume. I'm screaming. <laughs> they probably the Japanese commentary of me like screaming <laughs> stuff. Like, I'm like my most animated when watching New Japan. <laughs> right. So one day we'll have to. It's happened. There's so many tangents. We'll have to do a New Japan show at some point. <laughs> There's enough shows throughout the year where we'll get something together. Uh, but anyway, so thank you for Stephanie for popping along, and th- uh, I had someone else to thank, but it's zero sleep, so I've forgotten who it was. I'm so sorry, Calvin. <laughs> Whoever it was. Uh, so go to wrestlingheadlines.com for your latest news. Follow me on Twitter that, at the damn implicat. That's damn as in damn. Follow Stephanie uh, on Twitter at Stephanie M. Chase. Like, whenever I do the damn bit, I'm like, I've got to think of a new way to do that. <laughs> it's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> but anyway, uh, follow us both on Twitter for our guests. I'll be tweeting during the show. I will be making notes, so sometimes I'm a bit inactive on Twitter. Like, I looked at my feed today. I was just thinking, I swear I used to post on this app. <laughs> other things other than, I'm live now, guys. <laughs> I swear I used to post other things. Also, with the New Japan Cup finishing, uh, I did a collaboration column with Sir Sam from uh, Laws of Pain as well, and Jeremy Donovan of the Keeping It Strong Style podcast, where we just talked about our favourite matches from the New Japan Cup and our predictions for Dominion. I predicted Evil to win. Suck it, everyone else. <laughs> I called it. <laughs> Uh, from the get-go, I felt like a genius <laughs> when it was happening. Like, like, like the rest of the match just screwed up my brackets, but I got that one right. <laughs> so I'm clairvoyant on one thing. I'll take it. It's fine. I've already said thank you to Stephanie. This is a really long outro because I'm so tired. <laughs> I can't remember my... You know what I'll do? I'll get up a notepad where I've got my outro written on it, so I can't possibly get this wrong. <laughs> sure, here we go. So, yeah, so I will be back here on Sunday after af- with Aftershock. Uh, st- you want to tune in to Stephanie as well. She'll be going live during uh, the pay-per-view as well. Follow us both on Twitter. And don't forget to tune in to the other shows on Laws of Pain Radio and check in on the YouTube thing. This is going out on YouTube. Like, subscribe, bell, whatever people do on YouTube. Uh, this will also be going out as a podcast. So uh, the people who listen in that form... Whatever the whatever thing you're listening on, like the five star reviews, the whatever Spotify does, I've never in my life used Spotify. That's a random revelation now. <laughs> I have no idea what you do on that. Uh, but yeah, so again, finally, thank you for Stephanie for coming to do this. And everybody, enjoy the pay per view. Enjoy the nonsense. What do you think will happen? How will they gouge an eye out? <laughs> Wait and see. Uh, and with that, I uh, bid you adieu, and Stephanie bids you. Bye. <laughs> oh, super light. <laughs> super light. Bye. <laughs> uh, We've got to end on that. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Two children waving at each other in the park.